death is an infinite vessel. A spell so simple, it draws its power from its caster. Just two ingredients. And you have them here? Aye. Rowena, why didn't you tell us? Because, dear, the first ingredient is my own still coursing blood. And the last is my final breath. What? I'll absorb the ghosts and demons and return them to hell. In time, my body will break down and they'll be released right where they belong. No, no, no. Rowena? No. Yes, Samuel. To perform the spell, I have to die. But it has to be you that kills me. Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single remaining episode of the TV show Oof. Supernatural. This is uh, uh. season 15, episode three, which means after this, there are 17 episodes left. Stop with the countdown. It hurts. It's every every week we're going to get to it. Only 17 episodes remaining. It's thundering in my heart right now, man. Ooh. This is a lot. This was a... This was an episode. I'm pretending last episode didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, same because Jesus Christ. What? That's that's a genuine question. Like we 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 really like hated that episode. Uh, can you think of a single thing that happened in that episode that is valuable between like if you just went from fifteen one to fifteen three? Do you think you'd be missing anything? No, you'd be a little confused about catch. Mm-hmm. Um. You could assume that Rowena just showed up, you know. Sure. That's, that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, catch catch Ardat. Those are the only things yeah. that get mentioned. That's really it. Um, and that's it. I'm, and imagine I making that a whole episode be so fucking useless that it's it's only its only purpose in life is to explain that catch showed up once. <laughs> yeah, and and like I have a feeling that after this, since we went back to the bunker at the end of the episode, it, this is the end of this you know mini little arc. Yes. Um, and but it was really cool to think that we got a three part episode. Um, where they're in this town trying to stop this one specific thing. They're on location. They're doing all these cool things. Uh, and just 45 minutes of that is just utter wasted trash. Yep. 
um, bookended by some pretty solid stuff on either end. So it's just truly remarkable. Uh, before we get into the main brunt of this episode, I would like to thank our patrons over patreon.com slash monster of the week. But um, hold on, I got a DM from our friend Katie reminded me that you and I have promised to record her with her, a thing with her. So we should do that. I'm saying it on this podcast so that she will don't, doesn't feel like she's bugging me. I just keep forgetting to arrange it. So sorry, Katie. I'm, I've been pr- practicing my um, my critical role theater okay, voice. Perfect. So, yes, perfect. Yeah, there you go. Um, Katie is also a patron over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. So she gets to hang out on our discord and she gets episodes early. Uh, all of that stuff is super cool and you should do it too. Chris, please remind us what has been happening in season 15. Okay. Last time on Supernatural, nothing of note happened. But before that, a trillion billion ghost souls escaped from hell, and those souls are looking for bones, fresh off the skin, and ready to win, Jeremy. Sam, Dean, and Cass work together with the mysterious demon Belphegor to try and put a cap on the ghost bones situation. Meanwhile, Chuck got punked on by Amara, and Kevin got kicked out of heaven. (laughs) Poor Kevin. Uh, I, I just... I'm so glad so many people uh, agree with us about Kevin and how it's just like, I've seen several people retweet our podcast about it and say like justice for Kevin because of this, so t- <laughs> this was just so horrible to him. There's no reason to do that. And absolutely. <laughs> no reason. Uh, just extremely funny to me. Um, okay. And even if, even if, mm-hmm. even if we say Kevin got kicked out of heaven cause God was being a dick, whatever. Um, couldn't, they didn't need to write in that bit about him never being able to get back. <laughs> I, uh, What's that about? <laughs> I didn't pick it up either. Someone mentioned it in the Discord that uh, we, we talked a lot about him saying, like, I love you to the boys when he didn't actually, like, we, he left it as more like he kind of hated those dudes for using him so much. Um, but we mm-hmm. didn't pick up on in the episode is that the boys don't say it back. They just wave. <laughs> 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 I mean, just uh, fucking, but, but, like, punch a ghost while he's down, dude. <laughs> sorry, Kev. I'm surprised as he was wa- wasn't walking over to the, like, the hole in the warning or whatever. Castiel didn't just yeah. come over with a tombstone and just bash yeah. all of his clothes off. <laughs> what? He's a ghost. He's a ghost. He had to do it. He's a ghost. Okay. It needed to be done, Dean. I'm not happy about it either, Dean. All right. Um, Today we're covering yep. season 15, yeah. episode three, uh, The Rupture. This is written by Robert Barrett. Robert Barron's and directed by Charlie Beeson. This aired on October 24th, 2019. As it is written, Sam and Dean work together with Rowena. Oh, excuse me. Sam and Dean, together with Rowena, work tirelessly to keep all of hell mm. from breaking loose. Castiel cannot forgive an arrogant betrayal, which I don't Ooh. don't think that that's <laughs> what I don't know. I don't know. Man, an arrogant an betrayal. Arrogant cool. betrayal. Very Jesus. cool. Very cool. Yeah. Someone called Matt Mercer. We got an arrogant betrayal. We got a voice yeah. over here. <laughs> Hey, are you available for an arrogant betrayer voice? Yeah, we got that. Oh, I got that on lock, says Matt Mercer. (laughs) (laughs) I got that. Um, So, uh, all of the ghosts are trying to escape. Uh, We are introduced to two hunters uh, who I believe are Cal and Stevie. Uh, I appreciate that Supernatural is trying to put some people of color into this universe. It's hilarious to me that we barely have any, and now we have two. Yeah, these folks don't get to do a whole lot, no. though. They just go, damn, those ghost hits are coming fast. Yeah, it's uh, there's not a lot for them to do, but hey, at they're least, just, at least they're, they're there, right? Like, they're, At least they're there. At least they're there. They're observing the barrier as the ghosts continue to try and escape. Uh, while our main crew, consisting of Sam, Dean, Castiel, Rowena, and Belfagor, they head back to the graveyard, the site, you know, the ground zero, effectively, where the, uh, the epicenter 
is the rupture mm-hmm. in the in the ground is um and Rowena wants to work a spell um to try and i guess close all this off um, Her spe- she wants to she's going to strengthen the wards is is the goal um, yes 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 i see i got distracted because i i'm you see you got a pretty, dm from katie some, asking about her when we're going to record that thing. yes <laughs> we got some um some pretty good like wide shots like seeing sam and dean in their typical hunter mm-hmm. garb and you got castiel in his costume and uh demon jack back there just looking funny and then she's just wearing this like uh, lovely cute pink dress as she just kind of hopples along with these huge men it just it was a very very funny sight it's 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 very funny um i'll i have opinions about Rowena, a lot of Rowena stuff um but i'll, I'll just go ahead and say well I'll, I'll wait i'll wait we'll get to it in a minute um they walk by the rupture as you mentioned which we have not seen in the episodes before which is a giant uh cgi rip into the ground uh, that ghosts are continually flying out of. Like hell was emptied pretty quick, but there's still mm. there's still some ghosts. But they were down there. Like oh, I was on my lunch break. Like I gotta I gotta yeah. come back. Oh wait, I didn't know the door gone. was unlocked. Yeah, I, I feel stupid. Why is everybody? Why is it so cold in here? I'm a ghost just for like three days. For three days, just sitting there behind bars, and then finally just pushing the door. It was unlocked. It was unlocked this what? entire time. Has it, has it been unlocked? <laughs> Did they ever lock I've it? Been here for three thousand years. Did they? Is this all a trick? And I, I mean, and it could have been two leave. days ago. It could have been two thousand years ago. I ain't seen nobody in years. <laughs> they, uh, our crew, ends up back at the crypt. Uh, from the season premiere, they start pouring salt lines to protect against the ghost as Rowena sets up her spell. Things start pounding on the door. Uh, Rowena like starts doing all of her magic casting. Uh, there's a pretty nice, there's a pretty cool shot of her in the center of the screen um, with everybody around her kind of leaning on pillars. And Belphegor just looks like he is kicked back and relaxed. I, mm. th- this dude is killing, I can't remember the guy, the, the name, the actor. Alexander. Plays. Alexander. Alex. Yeah, Calvert. Um, Calvert. Alex is just killing it did as it. this we dude who it. just can't, who does not give any fucks about this at all. And I love it. Like, yeah. it's so great. Yeah. Uh, he's really, really like killing it as Belphegor. It's, it's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, R.I.P. So this, I, you know, it's funny. We talk about how none of this stuff seemed very uh, terrifying mm-hmm. during the day. Like all the ghosts look really stupid. Um, this is, this is really working for me. Cause it's like, you know, late afternoon, the sun's going down a little bit. They're hurrying. We see the bodies everywhere in the graveyard. Really good. Um, good detail. And mm-hmm. even they immediately start, you know, banging on the door, but just walking up there, the implied threat of any, at any moment they could attack. It was worked so much more effectively than seeing uh, Lizzie Borden hanging out in the middle of the suburban 100%. We don't street. get we don't yeah. get any like out of time ghost appearances. It's so they're good. all they're all it's just so like good. weird skull spirits floating around. And frankly, it should have been that way from the beginning. <laughs> like I would have liked that better it, than any of this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um. So the spell starts working, uh, and we see like the hunters on the perimeter. We see them see like the the warding start to get reinforced. Uh. But when we go back over to Rowena, it almost looks like she kind of runs out of power, and she starts having these yeah. visions of all of the ghosts. I guess we do see some some angry black and white ghosts because uh, she starts seeing visions of them. Um. Yeah. And eventually, she she just collapses. She's like knocked away from this spell that she's doing, and she says, "We're all going to die" in a really dramatic fashion. Um. Which brings us to the main part of the episode. This was all the cold open. Yeah. Um. um. It's interesting because in a minute she's going to say that all the ghosts are too angry and chaotic. There's too much hateful energy pouring out that it can't be contained for much longer. Magic wasn't strong enough to to take it over, Um, which is hilariously um, opposite of what we saw last episode. They were neither angry nor chaotic. They were having um, PTO meetings in a McMansion, just just calmly discussing what their ghost plan was going to be, which was so stupid and took away so much 
of the threat uh, of of what this this force should have have been. Um, and I'm glad that they just kind of pretend like that that wasn't happening, that they are chaotic and angry, because that is what I imagine these ghosts to be. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I I like this the concept of this a whole lot, especially because we don't have to see any of this really happening. Yeah, definitely. Um, she demands a drink, and uh, you know, nice buddy Sam is like, "Here's some water," and she's like, "No, I mean a real drink." And when they look at Dean, he's like. I, I, I'm not okay. Yeah, I'm just carrying. Yeah, Sam. All Sam time. gives him that look. Like <laughs> I, I literally know you have a flask of whiskey on you. Um, she, Belphegor starts joking at this point, saying like, you know, one for the demon and zero for the witch. Uh, which, you know, and now saying basically we only have a few hours. Dean wants to just run out there and kill as many as they can. Uh, but Rowena is like, hey, it's not gonna matter. There's there's so many of them. Like it's just not gonna, you know. Uh, it's just that we're going to get run over. Um, and she says, like, if only I had gotten here sooner, maybe I could have closed the gate. And about this time, Belphegor, like, walks out. And I was like, are we about to do, like, a time spell? Because I I really don't want to do, like, a go back five mm-hmm. hours mm-hmm. kind of kind of situation. And we don't, fortunately. Um, but Dean, at this point, takes the opportunity to yell. Uh, it, it doesn't really seem to have any direction. <laughs> like, it just seems like he's yelling about not giving up. Yeah. Did you, I yeah. mean... Because he's not like it's this really yelling at Rowena or Sam. He's just yelling. Yeah, he's all fired up, which is a weird role reversal from the past two previous episodes. It's not that Dean was giving up, um, but you could he was kind of defeated a little bit. He was so frustrated with everything, um, and felt so futile. Like obviously he still wanted to protect people, um, but there was a part of him that was like, "Why are we even doing this?" You know, the whole big conversation with Castiel and feeling like he's been used by Chuck all these years. Um, and it feels like he's just sort of is ignoring that, which fine. I'm I'm cool with Dean saying, Hey, I want to fight. I want to fight. Um, but it's kind of just directed nowhere. And then meanwhile, we get Sam who's like, well, I might have ideas and I just don't know if we should fight anymore. Um, even though his whole thing for the last two episodes has been like, come on, we're Dean, we got to fight this. Then we're going. free. We'll, then we'll like, and then idea. suddenly yeah. he's like, well, I just, I'm, I'm not too sure anymore. Well, I mean, his, you know? his girlfriend is, is, is given up. So of course he's going to go That's along true. with the GF. He's um, a little, he's a little, um, yeah, I, I do, I do want to point out a very small detail. Uh, I, you know, I, I, it's often, I'll, I'll put this on me. I'm not going to say that this is a general thing. I'll put this on me. But I think I usually um, praise Jensen Ackle for his his acting a little bit more than I do Jared Padalecki. Um, mm. I think part of that is probably the show just giving Dean a lot to do and giving Jared like kind of a side role to him in a lot of ways. Um, not all yeah. the time. It's not 100%. And I, I definitely think Sam deserves more anytime it's happened. I've, I've been on it. Um, this is one of those times where... Jared puts in, I don't know if this is blocked or if this is in the script, but he puts in these like really tiny details uh, that just drives home how nervous this dude is around angry people. Um, because oh, yeah. when he, when Dean starts kind of shouting, he's like, he kind of leans over and he puts out his arm, uh, but he doesn't raise it in a threatening manner at all. Like he puts it out and like, he doesn't even like raise his hand. His hand's still kind of pointed down and he's just like, calm down Dean like calm down like it would almost mm-hmm. like it would like he was like approaching a rabid dog you know what I'm saying like it's obviously yeah. so worried that Dean is going to fly off the handle he just wants him to calm down but he doesn't and it's just one of those details like him wincing when when Dean like knocks stuff off the table or yells or stuff that I just I really give Jared Padalecki a lot of credit for because I, I think it is it's, he does that really really well yeah it, it it can be frustrating not being able to see sam um involved in important things as much or doing the badass stuff that he used to do in the earlier seasons um but i i think yeah like what you said the the performance it's just a different version of sam winchester and he does a really good job of trying to portray 
this this version of him that is more wary, more I don't know, burnt out from all this stuff that is does flinch away from the violence. I mean, he's taking a lot of head injuries, um, <laughs> and especially when it comes to Dean, where it's like he he's he's is afraid of Dean's temper in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just it is very interesting. They, it, most of the time, the temper's not even directed at Sam. No, not at um, all. Yeah, it's just makes it's just it, outwardly it's, directed around yeah. Dean. Um, and, and and it's like he used to be able to get back in Dean's face, and they would trade blows or scream at each other. And it, Sam like doesn't seem to have that in him as much anymore. Yeah. Um, which I guess makes the scene in season fourteen where he talks Dean out of going in the Divic box, not the Divic box. What's it called? The Malik Malik box. Um, he that's a movie starring John Winchester. Um. It makes that scene more impactful because the haunting of the like, literally punches him in the face. by John Winchester. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Sorry, please. I talked over you. Um, no, no, no. It's fine. But yeah, it makes it you know that like explosive like punching Dean and, and finally like throwing all that back, and it makes that a little bit more impactful when you realize over the last couple of seasons Sam has been totally different. Anyway, um, so where are we at here? So Sam Sam checks on Rowena, um, that, which is very sweet. Castiel follows Belfagor to the the hole or the rupture. Uh, Dean begins arming himself. He's like packing on like a like a uh, row of salt filled. Yeah. Hey, shotgun and don't bellets. get me wrong. I'm excited to see Dean want to kick it in the ass. Yeah, I'm absolutely. just surprised at, yeah. at this sudden turn. Um, Sam, they kind of have this 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 same argument again, where Dean is refusing to give up. He's not going to take a knee. I can't believe you'd want to do this. And Sam's like, Look, I I'm I'm angry too. I'm angry at God. Like I'm uh you know, but it, this just all feels bigger than us. Uh, which is. I think a remarkable thing to say is from a guy who started and stopped several apocalypses at this point. Yeah. It just seems like this is, these are just ghosts. Yeah. Ghosts. And, and Dean says in two seconds, he's like, I am not going to let Chuck get the last word with this stupid ghost apocalypse. It's like, no. Nah, fucking uh-uh, great. Uh-uh. Which I absolutely <laughs> this ain't love. the one. He calls him a glorified fanboy. And ref- I'm like, yes, like fucking pile on Chuck, dude. Chuck yeah. sucks so yeah, bad. Yeah, get him. Get his ass. Um, but it's just so funny when, when Dean puts it like that. It's like, okay, yeah, like go like they are just ghosts. Like <laughs> there's a lot of them, like a billion of them. But it's just ghosts. They're just ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> like throw some iron at them and they get upset. Uh Sam gets tired of listening to uh Dean rant, so he just walks over to Rowena, which is I think very funny. Um <laughs> she's looking at uh whatever this dark child book i can't remember the name of it what's the book called like a, the dark um the tome of darkness yeah, yeah the dark tome the of um, shadow yeah the, the necronomicon yeah um, the book of shadows that's probably a the, thing d- the something grimoire the, the dark grimoire. grimoire there it is we got the there dark, yeah, is, yeah. is that what it's yes, called yes yes absolutely because <laughs> we had the line I, in uh winchester pain and I, I i could i could never remember grimoire anyway i i, I watch or play too many things that involve grimoires and magic yeah. books it's hard to keep it all straight <laughs> um nothing's useful in this book uh so she's going through it she can't find anything. Uh, we jump over to Belfagor, who explains to Castiel that this is not a door or a gate to hell; that this is a terror. Uh, that this, you know, God stamped his foot, uh, but and and tore this hole into hell, uh, which is a really good image because he was kind of just stamping his foot to because mm-hmm, he was pitching mm-hmm. a little hissy fit. Um, mm-hmm. And he Belfagor has an idea uh, and says that Castiel will will probably hate it. And then we jump it back into the crypt where he's explaining it to everybody, uh, and we get introduced to the idea of littlest crook uh which yeah. is like a herding cane or an, actually a, a horn which she created to control the demons uh that she would send out onto the earth uh, when she first started creating and sending them out to do her bidding uh this uh, thing will control uh but specifically bring all of hell's creatures 
back home. So all of these spirits, they, they can find this thing and they can gather them in one place. I got very excited when we brought up Lilith because we haven't seen her since, what, season four? Um, when, Sam, yeah, Sam kills her, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, last scene where he yeah. fucking breaks. Is he, <laughs> yeah. he, I get her and, and then, Eve uh, confused, so I was like, isn't it season six? Yeah. But then I think season six is Eve. Um, so. I was hoping they were going to like do something with that a little more. Like, hey, let's bring back Lilith all of a sudden. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. But um, there's, there's really no time for that, I guess. So, But it was still, it was cool. <laughs> it's a cool sounding object. We only have time um, to bring it, back Kevin again in an episode and, and just shit all yeah. over him and then put him back in the box for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, seriously, poor Kev. Um, so yeah, they, they Belphegor wants to go and uh, get this crook um, and then summon all of the ghosts back to hell. Yes. Um, Meanwhile, Rowena can work on what she calls a healing spell um, to, to basically close up the, the rift. Um, so Belphegor will summon all the ghosts back. She'll close up the door. They'll be good to go. Uh, Rowena also is going to need some ingredients. Um, mm-hmm. The grossest of which is an owl skull, uh, which I think yeah. Dean later says R.I.P. Hedwig, confirming that Dean is just an absolute dork. Um, mm-hmm. But she's also going to need an assistant, and she chooses Samuel, as she always calls him, uh, because they're going to need a fulcrum or a carrier. Uh, and then, or excuse me, that's Sam is the assistant, the helper, but they also need a fulcrum or somebody to, mm. as she describes, to drop the bomb that she's going to create. Um, yeah, she says, like, oh, in, like in your American action movies, and I, I swear she just does an American accent for two seconds. I don't know if I just imagined <laughs> that. I didn't rewind it. Um, I hope she did, because then it's funny if she did. But if not, then I'm just funny for thinking of it. <laughs> Uh, Belphegor <laughs> says, Hey, I'm going to hell to get this. Like the, the, this, this, this crook is in Lilith's chamber, which has always been sealed up. But of course all the gates are to, to hell are open. So all the doors in hell are open so they can go and get this thing now. Uh, but to do that, I'm going to need protection. Like I'm not just going to go in there by myself. And Dean's like, Hey, well, Castiel would do it. And Castiel kind of looks at him. He's like, what? You've, you've been to hell before. And Castiel's like, well, I, I guess I don't have any choice. And, and Dean's like, good. Um, and this is going to set up, I mean, obviously Dean has been mad at Cassiel for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to, we're going to send this, this episode is going to see the end result of that. And I'm not, we'll have to get there and talk about it. Cause I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, it feels like they really rushed to this conclusion considering, I mean, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe we're, we were reading too much into it and suddenly they're just like, no, you're wrong. Do you never even like this guy? No, that doesn't make any fucking sense. The fact that he's just so quickly thrown Cass under the bus. I don't know if the text supports it, if that makes sense. For for the sh- like, I get being really fucking pissed at him for everything that happened with Jack and Mary, but I just I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I fully buy it. Um, it's gonna be. And it, it's just weird we'll, we'll, because we're doing yeah. this on a, on a week to week basis, and like, um, someone pointed out in the Discord and to, that the idea that this the argument that they're gonna have with the big this at the end of the episode is super important. And, you know, this isn't Buckleming, so maybe we can trust the writers to actually follow through with what that would mm. mean with this relationship. Um, and, I, and I think that that's the case, like, based on some stuff that, like, Dean does in that argument. But, like, here, it just feels like he's throwing away Castiel's life in a, so in a mean, really dude. egregious way. And I'm the person I'm kind of mad at the most is Sam for just not sticking up for Sam doesn't dude. do anything to stick up for Castiel. And, yeah. and Belfagor's going to talk about it in a second, like, like, oh, clearly they don't care about you. And at the end of the episode, too, I'm thinking, like, is Sam the only person who cares about Castiel anymore at this point? Um, but he's not doing anything about it. So, like, I guess not. I guess he's too worried about his own problems to to think about what's going on with Dean and Cass. Um, I mean, he's always been a little blind to what's going on there. Um, 
but it is it's just sort of like well we're not gonna we're, we're only gonna deal with the the dean cast thing we're not gonna worry about sam for this which is kind of how the writing usually goes um i don't know i i guess i guess castiel knows that if dean doesn't accept him it doesn't matter what sam thinks sure like yeah because he'll never be allowed to be around if dean doesn't accept him uh meanwhile we go we jump over to Ketch, who is waking up in a hospital um, he, he does that thing that I hate that TV shows do where he's like, well, I'm in the hospital. I'm going to get up and leave immediately. Mm-hmm. I've got stuff to do. And when the nurse tries to stop him, it's like, nope, I'm, I, I have friends to save. Yeah. The um, nurse is like, dude, you still have a catheter in. Can you just wait one can second? You, like, if you're going to leave, just don't. I need to deflate that balloon that is in your kidney right now or bladder or whatever the fuck. I don't remember how catheters work. Yeah. I, I just need something. I need to, I need to do stuff to you for, to allow you to leave in a, in a proper manner. Um, she's also like, oh, like some friends dropped you off and, and said you were in a hunting accident. Um, and I was like, you mean the ambulance? Cause we saw him getting put yeah. in an ambulance at the end. So now I'm like, was that ambulance just driven by hunters? We also saw, we, <laughs> like, we also saw nobody get into the back of the ambulance, which I kind yeah. of expected like Rowena yeah, to we, jump in the back or something, but like literally we nobody joked did. about it last episode. Yeah. We, we talked about him getting into, like who, who called the ambulance. But so I guess it wasn't an ambulance. Fucking, I guess it was just people. Just the dumbest shit in the world. Um, uh, before this could Meanwhile, go Sam still has an untended bullet wound in his shoulder with, any, with, with no exit with a, wound. No exit wound and no bandage. Like, why would I ever put a bandage on this? That doesn't make why any sense. Why would you not? He's like, I got a t-shirt on. What do you mean I need a bandage? Um, she tries to stop him, turns around. The doctor shows up. The doctor immediately kills the nurse. Surprise. Supernatural loves disrespecting nurses. <laughs> I have no, no <laughs> sympathy for the nurses at all. Uh, the healthcare professions in general. Uh, this is Ardat. Uh, Ketch realizes this is the demon Ardat when she flashes at her black eyes at him and says, hey, it's me, Ardat. <laughs> oh, cool. Hey, what's up, Ardat? Uh, and then Ketch is like, oh, it's time to fight because you hired me, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't get any of this yeah. stuff at all. Um, they fight. She gets He gets it through a window. He grabs an angel blade, but he, she ends up with him against the wall. And she's like, yeah, I think that you're protecting. I think you found Belphegor and you're protecting him for some reason. I think you're actually protecting your friends. And I, I know that you won't give them up no matter what. And he says, I won't give them up no matter what you do to me. And she fucking just rips his heart out and shows it to him um, as he's still alive to look at it. Because it takes mm-hmm. you a little, a little bit to die. And that's a really rough ending. It's a, it's a, didn't, di- it's a dirty ending for Ketch, man. I didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming. It's like they wanted, they're like, let's give uh, Ketch and Rowena one last funny bit before we uh, do this. You know, I, I, I. It just makes all that Rowena stuff even worse in my mind. Like, if there was no intention to, like, pay that mm-hmm. off in any kind of way or make it whatever, like, not make it, it just doesn't, it's not substantial. Like, it's a fucking gossamer thread in the last season of this episode, and I hate it so much. Um, I have in my, <laughs> I don't remember writing this because I, I, I did this, like, yesterday, I think, or early, earlier today enough, and I just kind of forgot about it. I wrote, I never liked you, Kitch, but at least now you're dead. It's just like so. What we know now sorry, is that they're bringing sorry, back. Catch. <laughs> sorry, catch. They're bringing back old faves. Kevin got fucked. Amara, she's just leaving. She's just a normie who likes yoga now. She's she's gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure she'll come back. Um, uh, catch dead. Someone else about to be dead. Like they're just they're just cutting people out left and right. I, I'm and I'm fine with it. Like let's clear the board because I think let's clear the board. Sam, where's where's Sam Dean versus New World Chuck? Bobby or whatever? He's he's next. <laughs> he's got to be. He's got to be on the fucking chopping block, dude. Like who else? Like. They don't have a whole lot of friends left, except for like you know Stevie and and Joe here. Garth is in the trunk. <laughs> the still, new Pete so. and the new Irv, I guess, are what they're trying yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, 
what happened. So she she holds her heart out. R. P. Catch. We go back to the cemetery. Uh, uh, Belphegor asks Castiel, like, "Hey, when I ring this horn and she starts to close the thing, have you figured out how you're going to get back to Earth?" And uh, he starts kind of hamming it up, like, "Man, this is really risky. You don't. You might get trapped down there. If you get trapped, how are you going to get out? Like, none of your, your friends, friends don't like <laughs> doesn't you. seem to care about you." And Castiel just like is so fucking done with this dude. And as they're like, as Belphegor is going on about like, how are we going to get down there? Castiel just pushes him off the edge, which I think is, is very funny. It's very good. Very good. And then he jumps in after him and they're going into hell. Going to hell. Um, a few minutes later, we see uh, the other hunters. They roll up on the crypt to deliver the ingredients that Rowena needed. Um, and now it's time to, uh, to st- Oh, <laughs> no, they, before they start, they, uh, before they start oh, working Chris, the spell, this is so stupid. Ardat starts texting Dean from Catch's phone, asking what the plan is. And Dean takes a break out of everything that he's got going on. Hey, at the crypt, uh, Bell and Cass going to hell to get. I mean, just explains it, like lays it yep. out, all the details. Yep. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, just it's just this guy hated Catch more than like anything in the world. And I know they're on better terms now. And they joked about it last episode how we shot him a couple times, or whatever. But I don't know. He's just like, hold up, guys. Catch us. Yeah, me. yeah. Hold on. Everybody, everybody pause. Sam's over there like, like, Dean, why are you smiling? <laughs> Dean, why, are you, why did you pause the bake-off? Like, who are you texting? Like, what are we doing right what now? Like, you, you can't you watch smiling? the bake-off I and, will use say, your, and, and use your te- phone at the same time? What the hell is going on? I didn't bring it up last episode because I was so mad, but there is a, like, when Catch shows up, Dean looks at him like, like he wants to roll his eyes, but he fucking smirks. I was like, dude. That's like the most Sundere, like lovey dovey, like this guy. <laughs> like that, I couldn't believe it. Like he, he just—it's a flirty eyes with catch. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand it, dude. I, I hate his clean shaven face so much. I just—I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> I'm just so glad that he's dead. <laughs> I'm not saying he won't come back because, like, we've already had Kevin come back and like mm, fucking Rowena mm. pulls a resurrection spell out of her skin. Catch, in this Catch's ghost is gonna come back because oh, he immediately goes, goes to hell and then gets back out. Catch's ghost is gonna come back and he's gonna be dressed like fucking Doctor Who, and I'm just going to exit oh. exit this universe oh. right behind Amar. I'd be like, if, I don't if care. Catch comes I back, don't care, Amar. I'm going with you, girl. Let's go. If if Catch comes back dressed like Doctor Who, I will <laughs> not finish Supernatural. I will not finish the podcast. Mark my words. What's wor- what would be worse? Old timey Sherlock Holmes or modern day Doctor Who? Like cause he's, he's it's like black and white ghost outfit. Which one would be worse? Rate 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 his I fit, think Chris. I think modern day a modern day Doctor Who would would, would be that be, so that'd be it for me. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Either I can the... deal with old timey Sherlock Holmes because there's not quite as much of it. Mm-hmm. Um but Christ, I'm getting mad. We gotta keep moving. <laughs> okay, we've already insulted every popular nerd thing to on this episode. We've yeah, gotta, what else is next? <laughs> uh so Belphegor and Castiel are in a hell, which is totally empty now. Um, he admits not to really needing protection, but wanting company. Chris, where was this set any time that Crowley was on the screen? I think we saw it once, like when they went to um, the cage. They like we saw some stairs. This maybe, is so once. fucking cool with the statues. Because the rest of the time, Crowley hung out in an abandoned, like insane asylum in Massachusetts. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> It's so frustrating. This is the coolest thing. Like this is a really rad set. I, I just want more time in it. Um, uh, he, they, Belphegor says, or excuse me, um, I, I forget what starts this conversation, but Castiel says, uh, hey, Sam and Dean are using you. Don't mistake that for them being your friends. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, Castiel. Yeah. Like, that's, are you okay? Do you need a hug? <laughs> now it's not the time to, this to, is, to say it either. This is, this is a little real, even for the, the angel that has no filter. Yeah. Like, this is, this is bad. Um, 
And of course, like Belfagor is like, what is your problem with me? And Castiel's like, you know, you're an abomination. You're you have possessed the corpse of the person that I considered to be my son. Every second you're in Jack's body is intolerable to me. Uh, and then as they finish that wonderful conversation, they approach the door to Lilith's chamber. Castiel's in a dark place. He's in a dark place, dude. Like this is bad. Uh, he's not. He's not in a good place at all. I. I feel bad for Cass. I really do. They uh, so they hear some some rummaging on the other side of the door to Lilith's chamber here. Um, Castiel takes out his angel blade. He goes in, and we find some dude, some angel. Uh, I'm sorry, some demon. And I wrote down his name. Where is it in my notes? It's like Malfion. Malfion or something. Malfion, yeah. Um, and he knows Belphegor, and he's like, "Hey, dude, what's up? You finally came back. I'm just." <laughs> Belphegor literally calls him dude at one point. <laughs> Yeah, for, and normally that would annoy the shit out of me, but for some reason I'm like, eh, I like this guy. Yeah, this dude's good. Um, they're chumming it up or whatever, but Castiel has absolutely no time for this whatsoever, and he just kills the dude. Um, <laughs> Do you have the horn? Nope. Stab, stab, stab. All right, bye. Uh, thankfully, they find the box that supposedly has Lilith's crook in it, and it has Enochian scripture on it, uh, and it's like a prayer to uh, Lucifer, and... Delphagor is like, hey, well, if you if you read, good thing you're here because you can read it. He reads it, it doesn't work, and he's like, yeah, sounds like you gotta actually sing it, my dude. It's and inverse. we get the one line of Castiel reluctantly singing it, and then they cut away. If they hadn't cut away, it would have been a lame joke, but because they cut away, I was like, there you go, that's perfect. I like it, absolutely perfect. <laughs> I uh, I I the idea of forcing Castiel to sing a song of praise to Lucifer, who. I mean, even before, like, let's say Supernatural, the TV show happened, like, had a very complicated history with Lucifer, just as, mm-hmm, like, a, mm-hmm. you know, as a family relation. And then, you know, to go through all of the things that he's gone through, the apocalypse, him possessing Sam, him possessing Castiel, all of this stuff. And then it could be in, like, yo, my name is Kaz, and I'm here to say I yeah, love Lucifer yeah. in a really good way. Like, it's just horrible. Like, whatever that would and be. And Belfagor's like, dial down the Hamilton impression a little bit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> unfortunately, Castiel loves Hamilton. Um, <sighs> so yes. then we then we kind of quickly check in with everybody what what everybody's up to. Dean is waiting right by the the, the rupture by the hole. Uh, he's he's waiting for Keck, catch. Just texting him, kind of like you know having a little fun. Uh, Sam is inside the crypt with Rowena. He's very anxious about Dean waiting out there by himself. Um, but Rowena reminds Sam that he needs to you know learn the spell, read it, do his part because they're gonna have to do this. Cut back over to Castiel, who has finally opened the box. They get the crook. And just as Cass is reluctantly going to hand the crook over to Belphegor, Ardat shows up and just fucking tosses them. Tosses them um, right to the and, fucking floor. And uh, now we got a situation on our hands where Ardat accuses Belphegor of trying to take power, about how he's always wanted power since the beginning. He's been planning for years to try and take the throne, just waiting for his, for his time. Um... Then he saw somebody kills Ardat, either Castiel or Belphegor. My, I, there's so many typos. I was clearly had my eyes fixed on the screen, but somebody kills Ardat. I don't even. Um, I didn't even write it down. I'm looking at my notes right now. Ardat says Belphegor has been waiting for centuries to get a chance at the throne. Do you have any idea what he is? Oh, then Belphegor stabs her. I didn't write it down. Okay, okay. Um, and that's um, the key line. Is like, do you have any idea what he is? And when. Our dad is dead. He demands that from Belphegor, who says, like, hey, no, of course I don't want to rule hell. What are you talking about? And then punches Castiel out of the room. Yeah, as Cass keeps, like, pressing him more and more, being like, what's going on here? You need to fess up. He starts just saying to Castiel, you should go. 
you you need to go. You should go. And for some reason, that like worked really well. It was like a very threatening thing. Mm-hmm. Not that I was afraid of him, but just like the situation has turned, and he's just like Castiel. It's time for you to because something's about to happen, which is also kind of interesting, and makes me wonder if Belfagor is something more. Even though Castiel really did a number on him, um, will we see him in some capacity again? Because there's this you know, this unanswered question of, of who he really is um, as, he, as he tells Castiel he needs to leave. Um, and then he goes ahead and he blows the horn and everything outside uh, starts to rumble. We see Rowena and Sam again and she tells him that it's time for them to start the spell. Um, I, I just want to say, all these... real quick, before we get into like the nuts and bolts of how all this works, this is extremely exciting to watch. Like All of this yes. is super fun. Uh, I really like Belfagor's twist here that he's going to try to become this god by consuming all of these souls. It's a great opportunity to do so. I think, you know, especially he has the line of like, especially because God isn't here anymore or whatever. Like, I think all yeah, of he this wants, is He's going to become the new god. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think the fact that he tells Castiel to leave is, it, again, it, that's what sells this whole scene to me. He doesn't do the evil, like, <laughs> I told you so, and then try to kill Castiel. He is telling him, you need to get out of here because yeah. I'm doing my thing. And, you know, no hard feelings, bro, but, but get out of the but, way. But get out of the way. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I thought that they were going to play with this a little bit because this is Jack's vessel, right? Like, I thought, yes, oh, yes. This, is, this is the only, the, the reason that nobody has done this before is because there's never been a being like Jack who've been able to handle this much power. Yeah, he's not just a human body. It wasn't that there was exactly. grace inside of it. Yeah. That, this is a Nephilim's vessel. He was born of a Lucifer uh, a human combo. It's not, and of course, he doesn't have grace. And he is for lack of a better term human but still it's a special vessel yeah i was i was all into this i'm and i just i just wanted to say that it was it, it, all of this is extremely exciting to watch like this is the whole time i'm like on the edge of my seat like what the fuck is about to happen um yeah dean starts seeing the spirits fly into the rupture uh castiel is like holding his hands over his ears like the force of this horn blast is uh, like stopping him from approaching Belphegor. I love yeah, this he's sound, trying to like, like this actual horn sound oh, yeah. is super fucking it's, dope. Very cool. It sounds very cool. Uh, Castiel is fighting his way, trying to get back to Belphegor and stop him. Um, which Jeremy, I don't know if this reminded you of the ending of Shadow of the Colossus. Of course, give yep. me mm-hmm. major mm-hmm. vibes for that. It's like this futile push forward. Like he just he's not gonna give up. Um, I thought it was just really cool. Castiel, like I, from this is like a crowning moment for him. Um, not that he's necessarily making the right decision here. Um, but he's been pushed over the edge and he's seeing all these things happen and Jack's vessel being right there. And he's just like, I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm going to stop him. I'm not, I'm, I'm not waiting to find out what's going to happen next. I'm stopping him now. Yes. Um, we keep checking in on everything happening above ground. So, uh, they're still doing the spell. Uh, Dean's bomb begins to blow as he begins to glow as he approaches the edge. Uh, Castiel tries to move closer and closer to Belfagor. Dean throws the bomb in, and that's when Castiel has the opportunity to tackle Belphegor. Um, and then as he starts to punch him, like everything he really pummels him, dude. Dude, it, it's bad. Like it, everything top side stops though. Like all, the magic kind of stops. The spirits stop going into hell. Like this, the rupture doesn't close. Um, and Castiel just pretends to just that pretends he beats the shit out of this dude, um, mm-hmm. knocking his glasses off. And when the glasses come off, because uh, he's been wearing these dumbass sunglasses the entire time. Uh, you know, Belphegor s- yeah. pretends to be Jack. I really don't think this was mm-hmm. actually Jack right now. No, I don't think it was Jack at all. I think it was his one last trick. Yeah. Um, saying 
that he's pretending to be Jack, and get Cass is just like, I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. And then like it's I, I don't know what's been going on with Castiel's angel powers, but it's almost like he just had to like reach into something and pull that out Agreed. from like the depths of his soul. Yeah. He like it's like he's going super saiyan, dude. Like he like rits his teeth and pulls that power out of himself and then smites Belfagor. And he smites him good. He turns him to bones. He turn Castiel's out here turning people to bones yet again, dude. He is um, he is killing people in a very spectacular fashion. And in these episodes, I'm I'm very uh, into it. He turns to the the I, the horn gets roasted as well. Like the horn does not escape yeah. escape this at all. Um, I love the fact that when we go back up to topside, that Dean just calls Sam on the phone. I don't know why that mm-hmm. amuses me so much, but like, <laughs> yeah, there's still stuff going. You know, he's got a it's just a lot going on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're trying to figure out what's going on, uh, and then suddenly Rowena stabs herself in the shoulder, and she pulls out her last resurrection sachet. I think is what she calls mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, she had those things implanted in her body essentially to you know res- to bring herself back to life if she died. Um, and she says that that this plan that just failed was their last shot. It was not her last shot. She still has one more trick up her sleeve, um, and she says that you know there's nothing that I can't do there's nothing that magic can't do or overcome uh and she plans to use herself as a vessel to take in the remaining uh souls and that, uh, then that cast that cast them that back key in. word vessel though when she when she looks at sam and says death is an infinite vessel i just mm. ooh, dude like chills man i was I I I mean we've kind of known for a while that Rowena was probably going to die because of the soul yeah. Sam thing, but I, I've been kind of I saw this on the Monster of the Week Twitter timeline probably a couple of days after it aired. Sure, yeah. Um, it you know just a quick screenshot and then somebody saying something about what happened and I I like I I mean I knew it was going to happen but I was really bummed that I was spoiled. But that being said, getting here I did find myself feeling pretty emotional. Same, and I and I think the the writing around this is really good when she's when she talks about like I said death is an infinite vessel. She's only going to need to do two ingredients, her blood and her final breath. Um, and she says she's going to absorb the spirits uh, and then take them to hell. And then, you know, once her body kind of collapses under the weight of it, she's going to release them where they belong, which is in hell. And of course, it has to be Sam who kills her. Um, very quickly, Castiel, we cut over to Castiel, making it back up to Dean. We go back to Sam where Rowena's telling him, it has to be you. It's in, you know, Death's book. And he's like, screw the books. And Rowena says, it has to be, you know, I can't do it myself. It has to be you. Uh, meanwhile, Castiel and Dean, he's told, he told Dean that he killed Belfagor and that the crook is gone. And of course, Dean looks extremely upset about that. Um, and Castiel's going to call this earlier, out, out later, excuse me, that Dean used to give Castiel like the benefit of the doubt on some of the stuff. But mm-hmm. now he just instantly thinks that Castiel fucked up somehow. And yeah. I, I mean, we can maybe get into it a little bit later if we need to during their argument, but. I kind of feel like Castiel made the right decision right here. Like I think he 100% made the right decision because uh, obviously he didn't intend to destroy the crook, but he was about to watch a new demon god be born. Yeah. And he stopped that shit. Like, he, he had to dig deep, put the team on his back, and stop that shit from happening. He didn't have time to consult with anybody else. He could have just run away, and Dean would have probably preferred that. As he says later, like, you know, we could have dealt with that problem later. But Castiel is seeing this threat, this thing that has been irritating the shit out of him. Uh, and this threat, this dude is about to become a demon god. He put, he stopped it, and he stopped it from from happening. And um, I'm 100 percent on board with Castiel. I think he made the right decision. Uh, full stop. Um, meanwhile, we go to Rowena and Sam. Rowena puts a knife in Sam's hands and kind of holds it up to her own chest or her own stomach. Um, she tells him 
and this is I think is one of the best lines of this. Uh, I don't care about anything enough to take my own life, but I do believe in privacy and magic. Yeah, um, she um, she doesn't care really, about the world I, enough. Like she doesn't care about Sam or Dean enough. Like I I feel like that gets to the core of her character, and also I think it's a lie. Like I think I think it's it's somewhat of a lie as well. Um, and I was almost going into this being like, I mean, really, like there was this whole prophecy thing of Sam killing her, and then it's just sort of like this, like kind of very clearly like, oh well, looks like it's gonna be you. But this line saves it for me. With I don't care about the world enough. I don't care about you enough. Whether that's true or not is a separate issue. But just saying, like the type of person that she is, that she she's been around for so long, and she respects prophecy mm-hmm. like that, and she respects magic. Like those are things that are integral to who she is as a person and to the way that she's lived her life. And if prophecy says that this is the way that it goes down, then she believes that that's a powerful enough force to stop what's happening. And I think that that's really cool. Uh, she also tells him, she, she continues to beg him to kill her. Uh, I know we're fond of each other, but are you going to let the world die for me? Are you going to let the, are you going to let your brother die for me? Um, I'm sure the, 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 the Sam, witch fans out there were, uh, Dude. crying in their, crying in their beards. It's pain. As, you know, as someone I'm, who kind of casually, like a... casually ships this, this group, at least this duo yeah. myself, I was, I was a little upset. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was, I had some tears. It was, it. I had some tears too. Um, also, you know, kind of a casual shipper of it. Um, but in here it's, it's odd. I had. I see a very close bond, but somehow I, I didn't see the ship in the final moment, which is something that I was kind of looking for anyway, but I don't know how to describe it. It was almost like a, a master-student relationship. That's... Maybe that's because he acted as her um, assistant here, but just as profound, just as important, just as, as hard for what, you know, but I really, I liked that that kind of unfolded right at the end. It blossomed into what it truly was, which it, for, it, to me, master-student kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, we get some more of Dean yelling at Castiel, and then we go back over to Sam, um, where so kind of they they do a really interesting cut here. I watched it three times because I was like, why do they do that? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Where she says, "Are you really willing to sacrifice the world, your brother, to save me?" And then it cuts to Dean for like two seconds, and then it cuts back to Sam, and he says, "No." And so it sounds like he's saying, "No, I'm not gonna kill you." But he's answering her question. Yes. They just put a little cut in between so you forget. Mm-hmm. He's answering her question, no, I'm not willing to sacrifice the world to sacrifice my brother to save you. So he, he, he seeks the steps knife forward in. with the knife mm-hmm. and he embraces her and yeah, he, he, he stabs her. And he's, he's in tears and um, she says, that's my boy. Uh, and as he kind of backs away from her, she twists the knife and then pulls it out. And, uh, and we see her and Sam walking outside uh, and all of these like spirit skulls that we've been seeing kind of bouncing off the warding start. She starts absorbing them. They're all going directly to her. We get this shot from kind of outside the wards where we see all of the things that have been bumping up against the ward. Yeah. I don't, I just thought of this. I don't want to get like too like weird about any of this, but so much of Rowena in the early seasons was about like motherhood and her and Crowley and like her like long lost adopted son or whatever and like all these things that she did to try and feel like a real mother um and that's almost kind of what i actually saw of her and sam at the end there and then to have her like absorbing all the the ghosts like into her you know center of mass yeah um it was you say, i don't you know, say I don't her know. Womb. i think it's okay to into say the her womb, womb. she's absorbing yeah. ghosts into her womb jeremy into her belly um it was very it was just really really interesting and i i wish that uh, Rowena didn't have to die, but I actually thought that it happened like 
many seasons earlier when I got the spoiler, I like misinterpreted what I was looking at. Um, so I'm happy to see that she made it this far and that she has a very profound um, sacrifice at least. Um, and it is a sort of beautiful send off between her and Sam. And I, I, I like that Sam does not say another word nope. after it happens. He does not speak another word because it's all that's could be said can't be said in words. You know what I mean? So um, I think it works really, really well. And she's, she walks out, she's absorbing all of this ghosts, all these ghosts. Uh, everybody is looking at her like they have no idea what's going on. And then she has her, her swan song moment where th- that's all I could think about was Sam jumping into the pit. Now Sam's gets a little bit interrupted because Michael tackles him or whatever, but that's, that's what this made me think of was that same exact parallel sacrifice, taking something in and then jumping in to destroy it. Um, and that's, that's, it was really great. I liked it a lot. This this it made me very sad. This whole thing it, is, yeah, is extremely sad. Like as this is happening, like um like Irish music is playing. Um like I don't mm-hmm. know if, I don't know what instrument that is. It's got to be some sort of like weird wind wind instrument. Um like but this whole thing, all of the sound is taken down, so like we don't hear anything but that. So it's really dramatic. It's a really really great moment to send off a, a what has become like one of my favorite characters on, on Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um I I think especially as we've seen Rowena evolve from her like petty stuff at the very beginning. We didn't like her for a while, you know? So I, I, I mean, she really, really grew on us. And I, you know, it, it, that scene, I think in season 13 with death, um, as she's trying to, you know, make a deal essentially, and she's killing reapers in order to get death's presence or to her attention so she can make a deal. Uh, and, and what, what came out of that, which realizing like, you know, it's okay. Like you, you have a family here, right? Like you don't, you don't need to do that. Like you have a, we you yeah. have a family with, with Dean and Sam. And then since then, like being with the boys, like hanging out, like, mm-hmm. not, you know, talking shit, you know, telling them they're idiots or whatever, right. but also like right. showing up to help. She didn't have to show up in this town. Like immediately after she got the phone call, she could have jetted to fucking anywhere else in the world. Instead, she goes to mm. the most dangerous place in the world and tries to do her best to help and ultimately sacrifices herself. And I think that's the, that's the key thing that I want to like really lay into because as much as she says, like, I believe in prophecy and magic, I think Rowena has an attitude that uh, we've seen with the Winchesters, we've seen with Crowley as well, of like, you know, fuck you, you don't do what you, I don't do what you tell me. And I think, right. I think this moment, I don't, I legit don't think that Sam kills her. Like, I'd, I don't, it, it could be a headcanon for all I care. Like, we could argue all day long on, you know, what constitutes killing somebody. Sam stabs her. She, fucking twist the knife in her guts on yeah. her own she pulls it out and then she throws herself into a rupture to hell that is a yeah. self-sacrifice like that's a self-sacrifice and i it's just like using sam using prophecy to give herself that push exactly um, yeah that, 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 to get that is exactly what i wanted to hammer home and it's i like, yeah i think sam knew that i th- i do think he he knew his part to play in all of this um and i don't know that he's necessarily feeling guilty about it uh he's gonna feel guilty about it come on <laughs> i feel like the the pain of the loss outweighs the pain of the guilt if that makes sense um because i certainly don't think he has any reason to feel responsible for how things played out no um but he gave her that extra push i think he knew that she needed it um and that's why he hugs her while he does it um yeah it's it's really sad it's a beautiful send-off for her i think um me too I mean, and you know how much I love Sam jumping into the pit at the end of season five. So seeing Rowena do the exact same thing, it like evoked those same things. And um, yeah, great character. I don't know. I mean, I assume we'll never see her again, but 
Um, I hope not. Like I really like as much as I yeah. it, it, it pains me to say it. I I really hope not because I don't I don't need Rowena's ghost. I don't need Rowena ruling ruling hell and becoming like a an evil caricature of herself or whatever. Like in fact, I don't need to see hell again. To be very frank with you, sure. like I'm I'm good with never. I'm sure we will. But. Yeah, I just I just like I don't I, I don't need it at all. Um, and I really hope that, like this is the send off. Like her her mm-hmm. her making the sacrifice and saving the fucking world which is something that she would have never ever considered herself possible of doing up until this mm. moment, I think is, is really, really beautiful and really, really great. And I, I just don't want them, anything they do after this would just undercut that for me. And I just don't, right. as much as I, I like Rowena, as much as I like Ruth Connell, I, I just don't want it to happen. My other, my other, my only really problem with this scene is that anytime that we've ever seen Rowena, she's been, had a 10 out of 10 fit. And I kind of think this like pink dress is like a seven out of 10. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I kind of wish she had more threads dress. on for for her. Yeah, like it's it's a good dress. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like Rowena's. Like you remember the blue thing that she was wearing with the fucking cape? Like mm, that was mm. dope as hell. Where is that? Like should have brought a cape. Should have brought, brought a cape. Um, dog. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Um, but yeah. So then the yeah the the rap the rupture closes and that's that. That's it. And the next we pick back up a minute later at the at the bunker and Sam is just sitting alone in his room when Dean comes to check on him. Um, and he informs Sam that, uh, you know, the town is safe now. They saved the town. But Ketch was found dead, probably killed by a demon. Um, and Dean says, we, uh, you know, we did the thing. It's over. Like, we won. We beat the, we beat the apocalypse. We beat Chuck. God threw us one last apocalypse and we beat it. The, the, the intro of this conversation when Dean comes in is like, hey, are you okay? Uh, I think it's really notable that Sam doesn't answer and is like, you know, how's Stevie? Have you talked to Stevie? Like, he just doesn't, mm-hmm. he's not giving Dean any emotional energy in this conversation at all. Like, he's not, he, I mean, like, he's just kind of like going through the motion, like you do when you lose somebody. Like, this is, this is, right. this is great. And grief. this feels like the culmination yeah. of everything that Sam has kind of been building up Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Um, you know, season five, Sam wouldn't react this way. It's just like he's reached a point where, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I can't really remember. He used to always want to talk about stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's not like we've never seen him shut down before, but just but shit, lay out the like, lay out the like events of Sam Winchester's last like month with not only Mary dying, but right before that, like uh, Maggie and all of the hunters that he had been training. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like all of this, Jack died before that, even though they they managed to get him back to life. Like this has been a lot. He thought he was going to lose Dean right before that. Like all of this stuff has been happening, and Dean and excuse me, Sam hasn't really had any time whatsoever to like just fucking mourn or grieve or sit down and play a video game or watch lord of the rings or anything like the dude is i really wanted i wanted a brother hug yeah i was hoping we'd get a brother hug Mm -hmm. of like we did it man it's you know because dean says it's you know it's not your fault what happened with rowena and he says i know that's all he says Mm -hmm. um but i I, it would have been good to to get a brother hug i I always want a goddamn brother neither one of them are in in a place for a brother hug right now like dean is dean is too emotionally like unstable and i think sam is too 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 much into his own um I mean, I, I hesitate to call things depression because I think that carries a lot he's of in weight. His, he's in his feelings. He's definitely in his own feelings right now. Um, um, we switch and then scenes. Then we come back for yeah. the second heaviest scene of the episode. So um, Dean is pouring himself a little drink when Castiel comes in. Uh, Dean is obviously still very angry. Castiel tries to defend himself. Uh, I, I, this this fucking line is brutal. Uh, the plan changed. Something goes wrong. Something always goes wrong. And Dean responds with, "Why is that? Why does it seem that something is always you?" And I, you know, I, I gave Jared Padalecki some props for some acting earlier, and I have to fucking like d- do some backflips over Jensen Ackles right now because as soon as he says that, 
Like you could mm. see it in Dean's face that he didn't yeah. want to be that mean to Castiel, but he just he couldn't yeah. help himself. Like he knows it was too far, but he's also too mad to back down. Like I've been in this fight. Like I've been in this yeah, fight. Exactly. Where you, just, you say a thing that you didn't you didn't mean to say it like that. You didn't mean for it to come out that way. But the idea of apologizing right now is fucking yeah. anathema to me. And I do it's not possible to apologize. I, I can't yeah, back it's... away from it. Like I'm so fucking upset. I'm so mad. I'm de- I'm devastated at what a how you've let me down, and I I can't. Dude, this is this is such a fucking clinic on both of their parts. I mean, they both yeah. are just and amazing. this is a a a past Castiel might have said, "Dean, come on, please." You know, they there would have been something like a more pleading, but Castiel's fucking been through it too. The three of these people have been through every, anything that a person can go through. Like they have, they've suffered so much, and they are all at their wits' end. And I think we're seeing the culmination of that: Sam sitting alone in a dark room, and Dean and Castiel breaking up. Like that's like. This is where we're at with everybody. Season 15, another apocalypse checked off, but they just, they, they, they're completely tattered. Their bonds are broken. Um, and, and yeah. dude. At, just, at what price win? At what, at at what, what price? price victory, right? Like, like at, it's, it's, everybody is broken after this, it feels like. Um, and, dude, Castiel being like, you used to trust me, now you can't even look at me, I'm dead to you. You still blame me for Mary, all that stuff. And then Dean goes to leave. Um... And or Castiel goes to leave, and Dean asks him where he's going. Because Jack's dead. Uh, Jesus, Jack, I can't talk. Jack's dead. Chuck's gone. You and Sam have each other. I think it's time for me to move on. They've been together for eleven years, and Dean looks like as Castiel walks away. Dean looks like his facial expression barely changes, but it goes from anger to like grief in a second. Yes, like there's like a very subtle shift of. Did did I just do something that can't be undone? Do what did I really just say that? Do I really feel that way? And am I now left with nothing? Um, There's also and, and then they the, the added complication on this or the added layer is that um, they have apparently re-recorded the the classic like Winchester theme song, our our piano riff that we used to get uh, in big family moments. Uh, mm. And they are they're playing that, and I, I really want this full orchestrated version. If anybody knows where I can find like the full like, holler at me, Jay Grushka, <laughs> like let me let me get your let me get your stems, dog. Yeah, like I want yeah. I, I want all of this music, um, but I it, I find that really interesting because it's usually reserved for family things, um, and obviously like Castiel's been part of the Winchester family for a long time now. We we joke that his name is Castiel Winchester, I think, a couple of times, and. I just like it really drives home the fact that it is devastating for both of them. Like both of them have made the decision to do this and neither one of them really are comfortable in it, but neither one of them want to back down and reach out just yet. Like it's, they, they just can't like neither one of them can. And yeah, I, I think it, you know, it's, it's really difficult. We, we've been really critical of Dean lately and his anger um, and his lashing out and everything. And I, I feel like I, I really, really hope and, based on this episode i think i might be right that they're like coming to a head with this like they're we're going to have mm-hmm. to deal with dean's anger in a way that we probably haven't had to deal with it and i i'm really interested and excited to see what they do with this because i i would be i would be curious to see how dean like fixes this you know what i'm saying like yeah i i can't imagine this isn't the end of dean and castiel like there's just it's, there's just it, no it, way <laughs> I certainly hope that it isn't Castiel coming back one more time to, you know, ask for forgiveness or something because Castiel didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So it needs to be Dean coming to terms with it, coming to terms with the loss, coming to terms with the, the frayed relationship and then going out to try and fix it. Um, 
I mean, I hope that they handle it well. Um, it is really interesting because earlier I'm saying, you know, Sam clearly just doesn't care because he's not involved, but Sam's like checked the fuck out right now of reality. Um, and I think that this is like the quieter culmination of what Sam has been going through. We've talked a lot more about what Dean's been going through because it's louder. It's on the surface. It's affecting other characters more. And meanwhile, Sam has quietly been kind of like pulling to this place. And that whole situation with Rowena, we get two goodbyes in this episode. Um, and the situation with Rowena where Sam is barely saying anything. The only word he says is no. That one time to Rowena, they don't say goodbye or anything like that. And then he says, I know later to Dean after asking him how the other hunters are doing. Like he's got, he says nothing. And I think that that is the culmination of everything with Sam is left alone in a dark room, broken down. And then Dean's just standing there realizing that after everything he's lost, the last thing left for him to lose is something that he pushed away himself. Um, and they just, we leave these, these guys in such a tattered place that um, I really hope that they can effectively pick up the pieces and, and keep moving forward. Now, what the hell is going to happen with the rest of the season? Apocalypse number 10 or whatever has been checked off the list. So what's next? Well, I can, I can read you the preview for the next episode, which we'll do in a little bit. And you're going to Let's crack up laughing. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I do, I do just want to finish out that I'm, I agree with everything you said about Dina Castiel. And I'm, I, again, you know, some, some, some very close friends of ours have told us like, hey, you know, 15-2 is probably the worst episode of the entire season. With that in mind, and and knowing that um, that particular writing duo doesn't come back for a long time, uh, gives me a lot of hope about the way that this is going to be handled between the two characters. And I'm, I really, really want to see it done well. Like I'm, that is that is one of my biggest hopes is that they figure out a way to to, to you know end this relationship or, or or figure out a way to make all of this good and worth it. Because um, I'm. If if it's not there, man, I'm gonna be. That's gonna be a, a real like mark against supernatural as a whole for me. So yeah, um, a show that's all about family and and bonds yeah. and and all that stuff. If they can't pull it back together, that's gonna suck. Uh, so, uh any, any yeah. last thoughts? You want to you want to get out of here? No, let's. Uh, I guess we'll get out of here. I got this, I got a little a emotional even just talking about the Rowena stuff. Just now. I know, like I was. It's been a while. I got, I got kind it's of been a while. passionate about it. It was pretty 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 much deep and i guess that's that's good because the end of season five i know i repeat myself all the time but the end of season five watching it live i don't i can't remember if season six had been announced yet but it felt so much like an ending and i remember sitting on my couch and like locking the door to the living room so that my parents could have come down and find me um because it was just like this is heavy i don't want anybody to see like i need to be alone watching this sure. is the end of supernatural it was heavy and this ep- episode and the first episode of this season had that same type of weight to it and if they keep up with this man we're in for a fucking hell of a season um i'm I'm excited i'm into it uh thank you everybody for listening um i haven't uh, chris we haven't really talked about this i don't know if i want to do a feedback episode for season 15 i maybe maybe in like a couple months <laughs> yeah like, after we'll revisit after it some you know time, what I mean? um, like when we watched when we watched game of thrones and gave our thoughts on it and then like a year later i came back and was like i, I thought about I, it i thought about it it sucks <laughs> um i i i am i just don't know like i just don't know i kind of want to like just boil in my own feelings about it without reading a bunch of other people's mm-hmm. stuff so mm-hmm. i was about to like go through our whole thing on feedback but i maybe 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 hold that off for now like put it in your back pocket um in the meantime check us out on patreon patreon.com slash monster week 
go to monsterweek.cool. From there, you can find us all, all of our social media sites. Uh, thank you for people who've been following us and DMing us and writing to us and all that stuff. It's been very great, very cool. Um, you can also find our merch links there and go check out all of the merch we have on the store. There's some really cool stuff, stickers and notebook covers and all kinds of fun, crazy cool stuff. Uh, we will be back next week uh, with an episode that is teased by saying Jensen Ackles directs. Okay. See, well, see you next week, everybody. That's vague. <laughs> Bye. Sam and Dean investigate the mysterious death of a girl and the disappearance of another. Oh, also vague. So, you know, really, this is some really deep supernatural stuff right there. <laughs> I was going to wonder, how are they going to work in, like, uh, Monster, Monster of the Week, of the week episodes, episodes yeah, into this? Absolutely. Well, because they think that they've solved the problem, so now it's just back to hunt. I guess they yeah, they made it work. I mean, they're, presumably, it's going to be a thing where, like, you know, spirits got out before we put the warning up or whatever, right? Like so we have to Also there's still like vampires. They ain't get yeah, rid yeah, of they didn't get rid of all the vampires. They're gonna have to go find all the vampires. But like they, they still got shit to do. But I, I think it's gonna be like we have to investigate the death of this girl and then also get to the get to the root of Dean and Sam's problems with each other. And or problems with themselves actually is probably more accurate. True. They finally do an arrow crossover where they just mm. assume he's some sort of creature that they have to hunt and they kill him they have to (laughs) dean how are we gonna how are you gonna capture a monster that moves faster than the speed of light i don't know sam but we could do it kick it in the ass a lot of bullets (laughs) my area my name is barry allen and i'm the fastest man alive and i'm being chased by two hunters named sam and dean (laughs) (laughs) caught one yellow hello this is this is fresh haircut Jeremy. Fresh haircut Jay. Fresh haircut Jeremy always has a little bit of an attitude. Always be, be a little bit too much of a oh. smart ass. So come correct. So watch your step unless you want the smoke. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, first of all, congratulations. First haircut since uh, February 2020, and uh, I bet you're looking good right now. I, Chris, I'm gonna put all <laughs> humility aside. I look fucking fresh to death right Hell now. Hell yeah. I am Hell looking yeah. smooth, slick. I shaved it all off. That's why it's so smooth and slick. I, it's all oh, did you really shave like all of it off? No, I did, I did not. I actually, uh, I've been having this ongoing, let's call it a debate with Autumn, <laughs> mm. <laughs> about uh, haircuts because um, I think you and I may have talked about this on the mic before. I am very much a sport clips guy. Like I just... Whatever is near mm-hmm. me, when I, I'm, I'm I, the, the hair, the hair annoys me enough to have make me go somewhere. I just go in, and I'm like, I just want two on the sides, a little bit longer up top, spike it up in the front, and I'm gone. That's all I want. Uh, but since the quarantine, it's gotten longer and longer and longer. And my hair, when it gets longer, it doesn't get long like yours does, for example. Uh, mine just goes out into like a a white boy afro. It's not great. Um, but what has happened is a couple of times that I would I would pop into sport clips and I would get a haircut, but they wouldn't take a lot off the top. Uh, and I've been using better product in my hair, so like my natural like curly hair texture has been coming out a lot more. I've actually been kind of digging it. Um, it's been it's been pretty hmm. dope. Uh, cool, cool. So I've been I let it grow out like 
a lot and autumn was like listen you can't you can't have you can't have a expert level haircut expert level haircut and go to fucking sport clubs like you just like they're i'm sure they're good people but you're not gonna there's no consistency right, you gotta right, fi- right. you gotta have someone that's gonna work with with you and so she booked me an appointment at her hairstylist um and i I was going in expecting I've, I've been to like fancy hair salons before so i, I know what to expect mm. or whatever but um, I was expecting fancy hair salons prices, and it was actually cheaper than the sport clips cut that I was been getting, um, including with tip. So that seems ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I've <laughs> I found a lot of um, like hairdressers that primarily work with women. If you go in and get like a men's cut, it's like significantly discounted. It's crazy, um, and you get all the value because it's always services. just like yeah, yeah. It's always just like somebody like bringing in their husband or their son, which is literally how I got my haircut forever as a kid. Was my mom would just take me to the salon. I mean, I've gone to a barber like three times in my life, mm-hmm. um, but now I haven't gotten a haircut since before the pandemic. Um, made the mistake of like I think January or February getting my haircut, but like just just to trim, and my hair was already so long um, that by August of 2020, it was like full on past my shoulders mullet. I cut it myself, and I've been cutting it myself ever since um, to very mixed results. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I absolutely nail it and it like looks good, but it's never as like clean as, as it would be if I just sure. actually went and got it. Cause I can't do like, I can't go like a super fade on like the bottom or anything like that. Cause I'll fuck it up. I'll cut my head off or something. Yeah. Um, so the recently I, I had to trim my bangs, I guess if that's what you want to call Cause the hair in the front hangs down past my chin suddenly yeah, as if those are just banks like, you could just call so them banks <laughs> so i trim i trim that shit up and like i didn't i didn't fuck it up um but now i kind of look like high school chris like season one sam but like you know an overweight 30 year old so it doesn't look <laughs> super great i think i think it's time for me to go back to the salon um but the last time i went to the salon I'm, the, the girl's washing my hair and then suddenly she goes hey do you know so-and-so and it was, she just names both my sisters i was like Nope. Uh, yeah. Nope. Don't know him. Don't know him. Uh, Never met him in my life. Why, but why, why are you asking me that? Because I know you're like five years younger than me and my sisters are five years older than me. <laughs> what are they? What are they? What have they told you about me? Uh, and yeah, also, I do not know on them. Here? <laughs> my mom was just telling me that like my dad will talk to people like, you know, friends or whatever. Like, yeah, you know, Chris collects his figurines or whatever. I'm like, can you fucking not? Wow. <laughs> can you fucking not tell the family your, friends? Your dad is just so desperate to be proud of you about something. <laughs> he's like, know. he's got a really good anime <laughs> fix collection going on. <sighs> he's kept a full-time job during the quarantine. Like, he's got he two only, things you that you can brag about. He only knows about it because, like, you know, every three months I'm like, um, do you have any <laughs> do you have any super glue I could borrow? <laughs> All of my stuff fell apart. I need to I need to reassemble uh, it. Dude, I, I bashed up my squall fig the other day. Oh, no. Um, I posted a pic on Twitter. My big fat booty came in the room like you would not fucking believe. And I just smacked this guy right off the shelf. And I was like, oh, bro, your foot. What happened to your foot? Actually, that's not even true. I bashed it going down the stairs, hit it with my booty on my way out. Uh, he fell. I was like, oh, no, how'd that happen? This hasn't moved in like two months. Why did he? Why did my big fat booty suddenly take this sucker down? Chris, if, it's, um, um, if, if you're knocking anime figures off, it's not mm. a booty anymore. You, you've got that wagon. You need to, you oh, need to just, you're just toting around a wagon behind you. I got that, I got that <laughs> trunk. Um, and then on my way back in, trunk, trunk swinging the opposite direction. Wagon taking a wide turn. I hit the thing again. And this time it broke. Um, Damn. Nothing a little super glue camp. Got him coming and going. <laughs> Got him coming and going, you know? 
I, that's uh, how I do it to him. My, my goal with my hair, I think, is to do uh, the gentleman's Lyle Love It. I think if I can accomplish the gentleman's Lyle Love It, I'll be doing a lot. If if anybody I, out there has curly hair and like has a hairstyle, like an actual mm. hairstyle, like hit me up because I'm the, the woman was like, "What do you want to do?" And I'm like, "Well, not this." Is <laughs> the thing yeah. that I said to her because I don't really know a lot about hair, uh, despite having been I in the hair industry for a little while. But everybody loved my hair when um, I used to do like the super clean cut. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I always get compliments and people are like, let me touch it. No, um, don't touch my hair. I don't like no, that. No, don't touch my hair. And I would put product in it and I cared, mm-hmm. but I, I felt like that didn't look like me ever, but it just, it just sucks. That's what I got the rave reviews on. And that's not what I've ever liked my hair looking like. I like <laughs> looking like, you know, um, bitrate Aragorn, you know, I don't yeah. want to look like John Draper. <laughs> like cut right <laughs> Aragorn, but like, absolutely. Yeah, but I don't, I don't look good like that. It's a, it's a, but I also, I always kind of wish I had hair like thicker or like curlier or something because that it could go up. When I was in college, I did the whole Morrissey Pompadour thing. I thought I was real cool. Um, and it was it was a little cool. But uh, now and now I'm 30, my hair's much thinner. I don't know if I can really pull that that look off so much. I uh I I've always cut my hair extremely short. Um, as long as I've had the ability to get my hair cut. Um, because if it just grows out at all, like it turns into an afro. And I mean, well, people that have been following me on Twitter for a long time have seen the photo of me and, and like having a mullet and all that stuff. Like, it, I've, there yeah. were some bad times in my in my history. So. I'm just saying, if you if you got the thick hedge, you should you should shape it. You should use it. Yeah, that's what, I, and that's kind of what I'm I'm going to I'm going to embrace the thick hedge. Like, that's what I'm saying, like, uh, imagine Lyle love it, but like I can go into a business and not get yelled at. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 just just yeah, a basic yeah. ass yeah. business. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can go into a Circle K. Lyle love it can't go into a Circle K, right? Like. I don't actually I haven't no. seen what Lyle Love it looks like in 2021. Is he alive? Did, did, did the COVID <laughs> get him? I don't actually know. What's, what's going knows? on with Lyle Love it right now? <laughs> like Lyle Love it. Uh, Do you even know who Lyle Love it is? Am I just like say this out loud? Without... I have no. I have no idea. I just thought I would roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let me send you a picture of popular singer singer songwriter Lyle Love it, so that you know exactly what I'm going for here. Oh yeah, this okay. is this is an Esquire um, photo. You know, it's it's very bizarre to think that like five years ago I wore my hair in like a bun every day when I went to work. Who does that? That's that's very who, strange to me. Um, who was I? <laughs> I had hair elastics with me all the time. Lyle Lovett was a singer songwriter, famous for marrying. Uh, well, famous for being a singer songwriter. Also, he married Juliet Roberts, and everybody. Holy shit! Okay, I had an image in my head, and this was <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is much different. Wow. <laughs> Some flock of seagulls looking ass, dude. It's 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 loud. Uh, He married. uh, um, Shit, I just forgot her name. Um, I'm I'm Julia Roberts, and uh, and everyone made a bunch of jokes for a lot of years about her like marrying under because like she was at the time she was the hottest woman in the world or Mm -hmm. whatever. So everyone's Mm -hmm. like, and you're gonna get with that dude, and I'm like, it's the hair, man. I gotta get that hair. hair. It's something about it's pretty epic. But I think Um, I can get the gentleman's. I think I can do the gentleman's love it if I I think you can rock that. Yeah. You're a podcaster. You can rock that. Yeah, who cares? I'll just wear. I'll just wear a Cumbtown shirt, and everybody will be know what I'm if doing. If you're not, if you're not gonna, you know, uh, em- embrace yourself or your style at 40, when can you do when it? Can, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm 40, and there's a fucking pandemic on. Like, if this is not the yeah, time, dude. then what the fuck is? Let you freak out. You'll feel cool. Gentlemen's style of it. I should be fucking. <laughs> Should be arrested. I should, nobody should let the, somebody <laughs> cut, cut, give me cut me off. Just cut me off right now. Someone in the edit Someone booth. The, our editor doesn't cut us off right now. I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, it's the the uh, a lot of people don't know we have an editor. Yeah, um, yeah. that listens live and makes live edits. Um, puts our fart stories at the end of the credit. Um, 
<laughs> we so keep getting compliments to, on. Shout out to Lil J. Yeah, Lil, Lil J in the booth. <laughs> we got a lot <laughs> of characters on this helper. podcast. Yeah. We, got, we got big, uh, fresh hair. We got fresh as fuck J. We've got Lil J in the booth. We got ASMR J. We've got Chris. And then yep. we got gas, if you're Cassie to the, Chris. Or you're, if you're watching the live feed, you know yeah. the camera will cut over to Lil J in the booth mixing it up, but uh, silently chuckling, but never saying anything. Did you, uh, speaking of the live stream, did you, I know you don't pay attention to Twitch at all, but did you notice that mm. the Twitch had a huge hack? Has that, any, any of that crossed um, your, your stuff? It has, okay. and all I could think, I almost tweeted this, but I couldn't find like the right like words to phrase it where I was like, would this be funny or do I just sound like an asshole? But looking at the, the Twitch earnings and seeing the names, mm-hmm. like the way that Twitch people spell their names yes. and, and, and the nicknames they mm-hmm. come up with, it's like if... All the most annoying people you've ever met in your life became millionaires. That's what Twitch is. It's wild to me because, like, my online handle is forever has been like not easy, easy. So, like, I'm I am that dude uh, in various places all over the place. But if I, if like, if you could fast forward like five or ten years from now, and I was a gazillionaire because I Twitch I, I Twitch stream video games and like. Now everybody is calling me not ECEC all the time. Like it would be the dumbest thing imagined. I'd be like, no, just call me Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Please don't call yeah. me. Don't I, call me I by this name. I would specifically say, no, call me Local Bones. <laughs> well, Local Bones is a dope ass name. Like that would be like if I was looking through the top ten <laughs> Twitch streamers revenue and I saw Local Bones, I'd be like, okay, let's do it. I'm, I'm into it. So, what do you think about Critical Role rate in nine million a year or whatever the hell? I, I mean, they deserve it. I mean, that, that's that's a very popular group of people doing. A, I, no, I didn't want you to say that. I didn't want you to say that because uh, I'm really. I just have always been really annoyed by Critical Role <laughs> because I I've tried many times to get into them. I think that they're all like super great people. They're yeah. obviously they have they have a great time. Matt Mercer seems like an awesome guy. I like their voice acting. They all of them are in like all the anime I watch. Yes. Um. But then I look at Critic Role and I go, "This is too much. It's too many." That episode was four and a half hours long. It's and it and is nothing happened. It's just too much. Like I I tried to get into like the YouTube thing, and I think somebody told me to like skip to the second session or something. The second like yeah, that's, game that's that they what ran. Say. Um. And I I tried to get into it, and the YouTube stuff uh I, tiktok wants to front all, all this stuff to me too like i've constantly told tiktok that i'm not interested in dungeons and dragons stuff uh because i just i'm not like i don't want to see celebrities right. or wannabe celebrities like doing tabletop dnd i find it just incredibly like off-putting for some reason it doesn't feel like i've played dnd a handful of times in my life and it's just nerds being nerds and having some fun and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like that at all like it feels like it's a scripted play that i'm watching where somebody rolls some dice and I'm, I know it's not that like, I'm not accusing them of scripting their entire situation. They're not coming with pre-written as I like to say, but mm, they, mm, mm. It, it just, it's just off putting to me. But I, at the same time, if they're making $9 million a year doing some shit that I don't like, then fucking like get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Get, get, your, get, shit, that get shit. your shit. At least, at least they're nice people. At least they seem like, nice yeah. People. And, and also um, like, I, I wonder, you know, they, they there's a camera crew involved with that. Like, oh yeah, they got they, they have sets, they have props yeah. here. Yeah, it's it's a business. It's a legitimate business. It's like a theater production making that much money. And know? if it's if uh, they it's, are putting like I don't know what what it is, but if they're putting like ten people in, into a full time salary at, by recording and producing and mm-hmm, streaming mm-hmm. The, the critical role, then that's fucking great. Like that's amazing. That's awesome because that's people. And then dreams. you go down the list. You go down the list like three people, and it's some dude who screams racial slurs God. at Fortnite, dude, and he's so making, bad. you know. The, so uh, I don't know. Twitch, Twitch seems fucked up. <laughs> I talked to I talked about the the Mario streamers. The one of the, the bad Mario streamer is was pretty high on that list. By the way, <laughs> the one that Ooh. Uh, yeah, he's uh he's making he's doing pretty well for himself. So. 
but also he's working uh because I've, i see the schedule and that dude probably streams 60 hours a week which wow if i if like i think the dream of wanting to stream video games online is not to play video games for 60 hours a week like that's not i could not do that no i'd want to do, do that, that for maybe like 20 hours a week and then do I've something taken- else I've taken vacations from work when a new game has come up, and like I'm taking three days off, gonna have a nice long weekend, mm-hmm. uh, and play the shit out of this game. And I'm gonna finish it, and then like every single time that happens, I'll play for like two hours and be like, "Whoop, okay, time to get up and go do something else," because I can't just sit here. And I could not play sixty hours of video games in a week. I, I mean, when hold up, I played ninety hours of Mass Effect in like three weeks. Sure, yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> uh, that's the thing. When Dark Souls Two came out, I was uh, hanging out in a. Um, a place where a bunch of this was like before don't give up skeleton <laughs> this was before so much stuff uh in my life mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. since like soul stuff happened like the game had come out and i was hanging out on an irc channel and a bunch of like 40 year old people in the chat just like uh. turned to their radio and say did he say irc yes yes i, did, I, said, <laughs> I was at irc um and i would get up every morning uh i had the week off I don't remember what Autumn was doing. Autumn must have been like out of town or something, maybe. I don't remember where Autumn was for this, but I would get up at like 6 a.m., you know, handle the dog's business, make a cup of coffee, sit down on my couch, uh, log into IRC. Hey, goons, what's up? Hey, Jeremy, what's happening? Not much, but to log in. Oh, dude, you should go check out this area. This is what we found out last night. And I would play for like eight or 10 hours straight. <laughs> that's that's kind of, that, that just sounds lovely. I played Dark Souls 3 for 24 hours, not straight, but between... Uh, like Tuesday that it came out and Saturday morning I mm-hmm. played for 24 hours to beat the game which was that's a lot of time to play a game I, st- I was still at work every day um, that just reminded me Dark Souls 2 when that came out I had like, I think I had just moved back from college I didn't live at college the whole time I was like went there and my parents went out of town for a wedding so I had the house to myself and I was like all right let's uh Let's throw a little party. And I know I've told you this before. I, I called up Steve. Mm-hmm. Steve came over with his PS3 and his noted, TV. And we noted a, party boy, we, Steve. We got a <laughs> six pack of beer. <laughs> what? A P, a one pizza, one six pack, two PS3s, two TVs, Dark Souls 2. Fucking A, um, dog. And Fucking we a. played it for like six hours. And I was like, all right, I'll drive you home now. I've only had three beers, so I can. <laughs> that is... Uh, I, I remember I was thinking about this the other day when I would like, w- hey, let's go rent a movie from Blockbuster, and like that's that's me and the boys, not evening or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and we would get like a six pack, maybe a twelve pack of beer, and there'd be like a couple uh-huh. of guys in the place. Uh-huh. And I'm like, nowadays, I'm like, so I brought this twelve pack for me, and this twelve pack is yeah. for you guys. And yeah. if you don't drink all that, you need to let me know because it's coming home with me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh man, I yeah, I, I drink too much. Is the is the whenever I go to, I go to my friend's house down the street, and um, apparently everybody who goes to their house just leaves all their beer there. Mm-hmm. And I always I always I roll up with like like four, like I get the four pack of Sapporo. That's yeah. just like my mm-hmm. go to. Um, so I'll bring that, and then like an hour and a half later, I'm done. Like not even an hour and a half. Those are the tall boys. I just I crush those because when I get social, I get drinking. You know. Um, and then they open up their fridge and it's like, oh yeah, we have 8,000 beers because everyone just leaves their shit here. And I'm like, I would, I would personally never, I finish my shit. (laughs) I drink that before I leave. I can't imagine leaving beer somewhere. Like it was just, come on, especially in, in, in Louisiana. Like it's, it's pretty like, and this, this could just be, not be a Louisiana. It could be a Southern thing or it could just be a, um, just a general thing. And I just don't know about it, but like, it's pretty standard to bring your own ice chest to places like 
if I'm if I'm going over to my buddy's house in the country, like I'm mm. I'm packing an ice test probably with a case of beer in it, and yeah, I'll let someone like dip into that if they need to, but primarily that's for me, and I'm not going to mix it in with their stuff, right? Like we're we're yeah, all hanging yeah, yeah, out yeah, outside yeah. in the back of the pickup truck. That's my ice test. It has my name written on it. <laughs> well, yeah. If you're if you're outside, if you're, you know if we're camping, everybody's always bringing the stuff or have somebody's having a backyard. Oh, we're just in the parking lot of my buddy's trailer house, dude. We're, well, we're just. I love that. I yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah. There's there's some tires on fire in the backyard, so I'm trying to get away from that smell. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a smell you want to get away from. Um, <laughs> Chris doesn't have any idea what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. No, I hey, I hang. All right, I hang. Hey, this is this is out. this is what you get when you get fresh haircut, Jay. This is the kind of shit that you get. Energy, you get aggressive. We talk shit about critical in your role. face jokes. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say about critical role. It's it's. I think I I decided I didn't like them because I listened to about ten fifteen hours of that first season where it picks up like in the middle of their campaign, and that's when they finally were like, oh, we're gonna record this now. Because like people seem to be enjoying it, we'll post it up so you can watch it later. But it was halfway through, and I put in I put in work listening to that stuff because Steve and Dylan, my friends, are like, "Dude, it's so good, you're gonna love it." And um, I get, I do, I think I get the appeal to some extent. But I was like, ah, I can't do it. Then season two comes out, everyone gets obsessed with with it again. It was pretty early on in season two. I was like, I can catch up, I can do that. Uh, another ten to fifteen hours later, I tapped out. That's thirty something hours I put into fucking Critical Role. But it, yeah, it's just not for me. It's just too much. Yeah, I, I think it. And, uh, and I, it's and the I, same reason that I, I they they tried to recruit me for the drama club in high school, uh-huh. and I think it's kind of like the same thing. I just don't have that energy to be in drama club, and I don't have the energy to listen to Critical Role. You know, I I shouldn't do this because it's going to alienate a large part of our audience. But um, I get the same vibe from Critical. I can't, Chris. I, people are going to hate me if I say this out loud. You can edit it out after. You just tell me. I get the same vibe from Critical Role as I get from the musical Hamilton, um, which is... Yeah, it's, 100%. It's people pretending to do something, um, and it's not necessarily bad, and some of it is good, but I think the whole thing is dorky, and, and I can't stand watching either one of them. Like, mm-hmm. wh- listening to Lin-Manuel Miranda try to rap as a as a as a rap fan is one of the most horrible experiences of my life like i i cannot i shouldn't go on a rant about Han- about hamilton because people fucking love it but uh, i i yeah. dude we i watched that and the whole time like i'm doing the gym face to autumn in the, on the couch the whole time we were watching you know that. i'll i just found out that hamilton like a re-recording of hamilton won an emmy mm-hmm. yeah um now so and i remember i saw like everybody was tweeting about it because bo burnham was was trending and um, I was never a Bo Burnham fan. In fact, I actually didn't. I really disliked him. But he's, I did like that in, new he's special. In that, he's in that thing. That, like, he's in that same yeah. category. Or at least he was, I think, up until Inside. He was. Inside he looks was. Ab- absolutely incredible. But Inside has that same flavor to it. So I thought for a long time, I'm not going to like this. I'm not going to like this. Um, but but then he, he gets in. Like, he, go, he goes deep, you know. <laughs> and um, So, so I, I really did like Inside. Um, but then finding out that some re-recording of uh hamilton beat out this thing that like encapsulates like what so many people went through during the p- pandemic like in isolation and all this mm-hmm. stuff this is one man show this is where it's really well done um and a re-recording of fucking ham hamilton hamlet is what i keep saying hamilton beat it and um I- it just made hamilton my enemy forever i didn't really care one way or the other about it before yeah, but now who gives a enemy. fuck about an emmy but at the same time right. you want your you want your fate you want your darlings to win so i yeah, yeah i have and only then phoebe bridgers went and covered Bo, so now we're you know Full circle. I'm back. I've only experienced uh, Bo Burnham primarily through TikTok. Like it just, I'll, yeah. I'll, his uh, his vines would always come up in Vine compilations, yeah, sure. and I'd be like, "Man, these are annoying." Yeah. And I used to never like him when I was younger because he's from my area. I knew a kid who went to middle school with him, um, 
who was just like, yeah, I mean, just a goofy kid, not whatever. But like, I he just he just was super annoying to me. So to sum um, up, the Monster of the Week guys have been blasting Critical Role, <laughs> Hamilton, yeah. and Bo Burnham. Yeah, three of the most popular things on the internet right now. Uh, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, I guess mm-hmm. before we get canceled, we should go ahead and talk about Supernatural. We should. We should. <laughs> because Jesus Christ, what are we doing? Oh, really quick. So I just realized, huh? like, I have such like a, a contrarian part of me. We've talked about it many times. And I, I'm like, okay, I just have like a shitty, stupid niche taste in video games. Um, and I'm forming in my mind this thought of like, I was like, guy, gamers like two things. It's Metroidvanias and it's Far Cry. Yeah. Um, and then a podcast, I see a podcast retweet where they were reviewing Far Cry and the new Metroid. Metroid I was like, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is exactly what I'm fucking talking about. That's just what, that's just what podcast guys like. That's what gamer guys like. That's it. Uh, not that I actually really have a problem with Metroid specifically, but yeah. I'm, I'm gonna play the shit out of that new game, dude. I'm so excited about it. Uh, not Far Cry, Far Cry Six though. No, fuck no, fuck, fuck, fuck Far Cry all the way up. I can't stand <laughs> love, I love me some some games born straight out of bro culture. I think that that's fucking sick. Yeah, dude. I oh, did you? Oh, I could shoot guns and ride an ATV at the same time. Guess what? I live in the South. It's fucking easy for me to accomplish in real life. Yeah, I don't need real, a video game to real. do this. <laughs> I don't know if we have any content for post credits, but let's let's talk about Supernatural. Let's talk about Supernatural. This was a critical role episode. It would start with "Hello and welcome <laughs> to Monster of the Week." You find yourself in a desolate field. There's goblins chewing on some brush over there. That's not what Matt Mercer that's, talks that's like. Not at all. He, and he seems like a genuinely nice dude. Like he I, seems I, like I feel, a super nice dude. I, he's a great voice actor. He's in a lot of stuff. And he and he seems to do a really good job, like directing the flow of all of that stuff. People are way into it. I just he really <laughs> knows the game. It just really gets under my skin. Got, it just got nothing so but badly. good things to say about him. I but. don't. I, I just don't like him. If I met him in person, I'd shake his hand and be like, "Oh my god, it's so nice that I met you." He's, I'm sure he does great things for his community. Oh, he's just, yeah, a, he's yeah. just a fan. I bet know? he donates a lot he, to he charity, lo- and like he seems to be on all the right sides of these. Uh, I guess on all the good sides of all the yeah. social issues. And it's good. He's you know he's a voice. He's a voice for positive change. He's yeah. been there. He's been cosplaying, going to conventions like a regular old guy for years. Can't fucking stand him. Um, <laughs> but I can't fucking stand the guy. <laughs> I can't fucking hate the dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's actually talk about Super All right, all right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's your post credit scene. There you go. 